0: Your phone is completely vulnerable to attack. And there is nothing you can do about it. Mm, Tell you about that coming up. California doctors have been legally muzzled in an unbelievably stupid piece of legislation that was signed into law by their idiot governor. And an old pair of Levi's. If you don't know, Levi's are jeans. You must, I mean, who doesn't know Levi's or jeans? Anyway, a really, really old pair of Levi's. And a valuable one, too. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday night. Yes, indeed, it is a Saturday. We are live across the planet in four different formats and uh, places. Uh, Rumble.com is our main channel, and we thank all those of you. We had... Over 100 views on our last show. I know that doesn't seem like a lot when, you know, some of these people are getting hundreds of thousands and millions of views. But for our little show... It meant a lot. Thank you so much, Rumble, and thank you folks over there. By the way, be sure that you hit that subscribe button. It's absolutely free. doesn't cost a dime. It'll just let you know when we're live. Uh, it's just a little button in the corner down there somewhere. You click subscribe, and you're done. Uh, also, we're on Facebook Watch, of course, Facebook Live, and YouTube. On our YouTube channel, we are live, and twitch.tv, where we've got a good audience over there, too. Thank you, Twitch. And uh, so, yeah, we're live uh, three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays, like now. And then afterwards, we take the audio part of our show, the audio only, we send it out to the world as a podcast, and we get hundreds of downloads every week on our podcast. Wow, that's thunder. I didn't think there were any more storms coming through, but that was a big roll of thunder coming in. Dang, it's still going on. Jeez, that's loud. I don't know if you can hear that, if that mic picks it up or not, but it was like a it's still going. That's like 15, 20 seconds worth of a thunder it must have been a hell of a bolt anyway yes we are a podcast you will find us on your favorite podcast platform itunes spotify stitcher radio public google Podcasts, Geo 7 in india we get a big audience in india thank you folks and uh, yeah it's uh it's our podcast it's the audio part of our show just look up the jay sheldon show that's our logo right there and uh, click subscribe or follow and you're done and it's free All right. It's time to get you updated on our favorite furry friend. Miko Update. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Miko Update. Uh, Miko is doing really, really well. She had a couple of good walks today. She ate her food. And, yes, this is her about 30 minutes ago being hand-fed her dinner. Again. I... (laughs) It's like the caption I put. I said, the princess is eating. Hashtag spoiled dog. Um, So, yeah, she's back to the hand feeding again. You know, know, we try to break her of the habit, but she is as stubborn as we are. So whether or not that'll ever actually happen, I don't know. But uh, anyway, she's eating. So that's the important part is that she eats. All right. Uh, Our Miko update, as always, is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox, BarkBox BarkBox.com. I just saw a dear friend of mine, Justin, who uh, said, you know, I'm this close from ordering your BarkBox. Sadly, she's here in Malaysia and they don't ship internationally yet. So as I told her, if you have a friend in the U.S. or Canada and... You could have it shipped to them. They could ship it to you or get one of those reshipping services. You can also use that. That'll work. But anyway, if you are in the U.S., U.S. territories or Canada, they do ship to all those places. And you must check out BarkBox.com. They are just the most incredible treats and toys for your dog. And your dog will love them. You will love them. If you use our special link, it's in our show notes, but it's easy to remember. BarkBox.com slash Miko. M-I-K-O. BarkBox.com slash Miko. You will get a free extra month. You sign up for a subscription. You can either sign up for one time only or you're going to want more. So six months, 12 months, the more you sign up, the less it costs per month. And if you sign up with our special link, BarkBox.com Miko, you get an extra month free. What is it? Every month, you will get a themed box full of goodies for your dog. Now, you can specify small, medium, or large. Depends on the dog size, and they'll adjust accordingly your toys and things. And also, you can check, there's a checklist for anything your dog might be allergic to beef, chicken, fish, whatever. And so they'll make sure you don't get that. But every month you will get a themed box full of dog toys. Look at this. This is October's Halloween party. Uh all kinds of dog treats. They're all natural. They're good for you. Good for the dog. Probably you know they're so all natural you could probably eat them yourselves, but I wouldn't suggest trying. And a dog chew. You get a dog chew also every month. Oh, it says here. <laughs> oh, man, look at that. Check it out. Here's some of the other themes they've had in the past. Italian placation. Uh, National Park Foundation. Yeah, that's a little Smokey the Bear going on there. And a park buddy. Little ranger's hat. That is so cute. Uh, bark to school. Jurassic World. Stranger Things Bark Box. Harry Potter. Pool Party Animals. Boops and Scoops. Star Wars Bark box. Check that one out with chewy. And uh, Jackpot. Oh Jackpot, It's like a casino theme. Cool! Lucky dog. Here's an NBA themed box. Look at that. Check it out. It goes on and on. As you can see, your dog will will just be thrilled at these amazing toys and treats. And uh, check out BarkBox.com. Your first shipment ships immediately. BarkBox.com Miko is the link to get our special deal of uh, an extra free month with a multi-month subscription. And thank you so much to the good folks at BarkBox.com Miko. M-I-K-O. Okay, okay. It's time to move on up into... Oh, by the way... PayPal is losing a lot, a ton. And good on you guys for canceling your accounts. I have signed up when I canceled my PayPal, which I did right away. I signed up with Payoneer. Very good service, not a rip. Their fees are very reasonable. It is available in Malaysia. It is available around the world. And uh, there is a link also in our show notes. It says looking to replace PayPal I just joined Payoneer. It's great, and that link. If you use that one instead of just searching Payoneer, uh, it'll give me some credit. So, if you don't mind, just use that link to go there and sign up. It's free, and uh, you connect it with your bank, and you're good to go. Very reasonable fees, and as far as I can tell, they are not like PayPal with this. You know, trying to censor your opinions, and if you don't, if you don't think the right think, they'll cancel your account. <clears throat> and or take money, steal money from you. So anyway, that is in our uh, in our show notes tonight if you want to check that out for Payoneer. There's a lot of them out there, but uh, I'm recommending that one because I tried it, it works, and uh, I'm very satisfied. So thank you for that. All right, here it is. And uh, it isn't good news. <laughs> it really isn't good news. This is from Bloomberg, but you know, zero click spyware emerges as a menacing mobile threat there is a piece of now normally you get a message from somebody you don't know who it is there's a link to click on you click on the link and bam your phone is infected your laptop is infected i would hope by now you know not to click on those links please dear god tell me that you know not to click on those links Well, guess what? Now, it doesn't matter whether you click on the links or not. This is called zero-click spyware. All they have to do is have your phone number. They send you a message, and the moment you get the message, bam, you are infected. And they basically own your phone. They can open your camera, open your microphone, look at your contacts, read all your messages. Basically, they have total control over your phone, and you haven't had to open a a message. You didn't even have to open the message. It will infect your phone. This thing is called Pegasus. Zero-click spyware, even more nastier than it sounds, according to new findings. In uh, July of 2020, so two years ago... An Azerbaijan journalist's iPhone silently received a command to open the Apple Music app without the journalist's knowledge or interaction. The journalist didn't do anything. The app, connected to a malicious server, downloaded the spyware onto the phone that remained there for 17 months, eavesdropping on phone calls and text messages. The hack was an example of what's called zero-click attack. It's a method of putting spyware on your phone without having to trick you into clicking a link or doing anything. You don't have to do anything. You even have to open the message. It's a technique governments have utilized to target their opponents to a much greater scale and a longer duration than previously known, according to recent research from Amnesty International and Citizen Lab. The link to this story is in our show notes. I advise you to read it, read up, and know about this. Hey, Serena Lee. Hey, Jay, what do you say? Not much, but I love you anyway. There, it rhymed. (laughs) Thanks for popping in, Serena. Good to see you. Check out the story we're talking about. This is some scary crap. You'd love this if I know you. Uh, Some governments have been misusing the NSO's spyware, which is known as Pegasus, to target critics in more than a dozen different companies. NSOs help governments hack phones with zero-click malware (sighs) since July of 2017. They've utilized at least six different zero-click exploits that were used to covertly hack Apple, versions 10 through 14. Uh, The zero-click attacks work by leveraging security vulnerabilities in Apple devices, in some cases sending an iMessage that would force the phone to connect to a server, a malicious server, uh, without the user doing anything, and uh, download the the hacking software directly to the phone. Uh, It is uh, Apple sued NSO Group, accused them of flagrant violations of U.S. federal and state law. Now they also, this NSO Group, also designed zero-click attacks that would compromise Android phones by exploiting a flaw in WhatsApp, used to transmit malicious code onto a device. In April 2019, WhatsApp fixed that vulnerability, saying it had been used to target more than 1,400 people over a two-month period. And they also filed a lawsuit against the NSO group. Man. They've uncovered evidence saying that NSO has been using the WhatsApp zero-click exploit as early as July 2018. 19, 20, 20, four years ago. Man, why did I have to do that on my fingers? That's an easy math problem. Anyway, nearly nine months before it was fixed, indicating it was used to target a far greater number of people than 1,400. This is unbelievable. In fact, if you look here, this is from Kaspersky Daily. I didn't get the chance to put this link in our show notes, I don't think. But you should also check this out. This is, a, this is from Kaspersky, so, you know, the folks who create antivirus software. Pegasus, the ultimate spyware for iOS and Android. This is unbelievably bad. <laughs> uh, Apple iPhone iPad users usually believe they're safe. There is no malware for iOS, they say. Uh, Apple does very little to discourage that impression. The fruit company doesn't even allow antivirus solutions in its app store. Because, you know, allegedly, you don't need them. Well, guess what? The key word, allegedly. There actually is this malware in the wild, targets iOS users, and uh, it is bad. It was originally discovered thanks to Ahmed Mansour a UAE human rights activist who happened to be one of its targets. It was a spear phishing attack. He received SMS messages that contained what he thought were malicious links. So he sent those to security experts and they uh, brought another cybersecurity firm called Lookout to investigate. And he was right. If he had clicked, his iPhone would have been infected with malware Malware for iOS. Pegasus, the malware was dubbed, and it has been attributed to the NSO Group, which is an Israeli company whose bread and butter is developing spyware. Now, you can't go out and buy Pegasus for yourself. Yeah, what the hell, exactly. This stuff is... mm, 99.9999% available to governments only. But you know what? It's 2022. This is the internet. And somewhere in the dark corners of the web, you know you will be able to find this stuff out there if you look hard enough. Don't. But you got to know this stuff is available. This is dangerous stuff. Please check out the story in our show notes tonight. Read up on it. Find out more about it. It is scary, scary stuff. Unbelievable. And the scariest part of all, there's nothing you can do about it. If they want to come after you, they're coming after you. And you can't stop them. And you don't have to click a link. All they have to have is your phone number. They send you the message and you're infected. That's it. How scary is that? Yeah. What the hell exactly, Serena? All right. I really hate sharing CNN stories, but this probably covered it best. So here you go. This is this is akin to my feelings about people groups like Greenpeace and PETA, the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Greenpeace is for saving the ocean. Look, worthy causes all. Worthy causes each and every one of you, PETA, Greenpeace, but you lost my support with some of the ridiculous, idiotic, in some cases, terrorist-style tactics that you use. Because there is a line. There is an emergency break that normal human beings have on themselves that doesn't allow them to... No matter how good your point is, no matter how valid your fight is when you cross that line, you cross that line and you will never get another ounce of support, penny of support, nothing from me ever. In fact, I will actively work against you because you have crossed that decency line. And these idiots, I don't, I don't even really want to give them any publicity, but if you haven't heard about this story yet, you should. Fossil fuel protesters have been charged after throwing tomato soup on what is arguably one of the most beautiful paintings ever, Van Gogh's Sunflowers in the London Gallery. There are, you know what, don't even show their pictures, these two idiots, because it's all they're interested in is publicity. There is Van Gogh's Sunflower. Now, I saw some reports. One is that it's behind glass, so it didn't actually affect the painting. I don't know that to be true. And the other said that that wasn't actually the original. I also don't know that to be true. But these morons not only threw a can of tomato soup on Van Gogh's Sunflowers, they then superglued themselves to the wall in a protest against oil. Yeah. Here we go. Two young women from the campaign group Just Stop Oil threw the contents of two tins of Heinz tomato soup over the painting. The painting has an estimated value that's really not the point but of 84.2 million bucks. They then glued themselves to the wall. Now, what they ought to have done is let them sit there and rot. Glue yourself to the wall. Good. Stay there. Knock yourself out. We'll be back in a month or two or three and, you know, see if you need anything. But, of course, that didn't happen. They took them off and arrested them and took them to jail. Some minor damages to the frame, it says, but the painting is unharmed. Uh, The gallery confirmed the incident. Sunflowers were displayed in room 43. uh, Gave an update on its condition. Some minor damage to the frame. The painting is unharmed. In a subsequent tweet, the gallery explained the painting was glazed and therefore protected. This is some video. If you want to watch it, go ahead. The link's in our show notes. I'm not playing it because I'm not giving these a-holes any more publicity. Exactly, Serena. Why why take them off the wall? Are you going to superglue yourself to the wall? Freaking stay there. You can stay there and rot as far as I'm concerned unbelievable this is not the only time these idiots have done stunts like this and it needs to stop because it is like i said these they they have no emergency break there is no sense of decency with these people you got a you got a valid argument you got a good cause great knock yourselves out protest all you want i am the biggest supporter of free speech i'm a free speech absolutist you should be able to say whatever you want whenever you want wherever you want don't give me the fire in a crowded theater bullshit stuff absolute free speech i'm an absolutist when it comes to that stuff but when you cross over that line and you know that line then sorry Speaking of crossing the line, California does it again. I'm telling you, this just doesn't get any better. If you live in California, why? Why would you live in California? And if you're a doctor practicing medicine in California, really why? Look at this from the New York Post. California has made it illegal for doctors to disagree with politicians. What? What? Stop the world, I want to get off. Conformity of thought is now required, whether it's online, on college campuses, or, if you're in California, in a physician-patient relationship. PayPal, as you know, recently introduced, or then they rescinded it, but their $2,500 fine for people who uh, wrong think. California physicians, idiot Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed California Assembly Bill 2098, making it the first state to attempt to censor what physicians can say about COVID 19 to their patients. Serious? It's the law now in that idiotic communist state of California. This is, the New York Post says it exactly right. This is a dangerous and highly likely unconstitutional effort. And if you are in another state, you need to resist this bullcrap. The statute instructs that it shall, this is quoting the statute, shall constitute unprofessional conduct for a physician and surgeon to disseminate information or disinformation related to COVID-19, including false or misleading information regarding the nature and risk of the virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. That's right. Directly quoting from the statute. So, you mean like the fact that uh, the Pfizer vaccine was never tested for transmissibility before you shoved it in our arms and told us it was? You mean like that disinformation? How's that? We live in an upside down world, folks. This is un. If you're in California, get out. And especially if you're a doctor. But I, just seriously, just get out. By the way, tens of thousands of people have. People are leaving California and other woke states in droves. New York, etc. Moving to places like Texas, Florida. Where they actually have some common sense. And decent governors, I might add. This is just Absolutely unbelievable. As Serena said, that is the perfect word for it. Outrageous. In fact, I would say out-freaking-rageous. <laughs> Insane. Insane. All right, we got to get off this bad news because I can't deal with it anymore. We're starting to look like a third world... Con- you know, Serena, you're not wrong. Sadly, you are not wrong. I saw... <laughs> I saw a video the other day of this road that looked, in fact, it said uh, Ukraine after the bombings, and it showed burned out buildings, people living on the streets, just crap everywhere, row upon row, block upon block as this car was driving down, filming out the window in what looked like a war zone. So the headline said, you know, Ukraine after the latest Russian attack. No, no. Nancy Pelosi's district that she represents serious you got to check it out it's out there somewhere incredible I right, got another story from the New York Post for you and this one is freaky we got to change up we got we to get off this whole we've had a whole heavy almost half an hour of this show tonight and I just can't stand the idiots anymore so let's lighten it up <sighs> How many pairs of jeans do you own? I have three. Excuse me. That was a very loud sip of coffee. <laughs> coffee break time, in case you hadn't figured that out, especially on the podcast. Sorry that uh, I was sipping in your ear. All right. I do not any longer own a pair of Levi's. I grew up in Levi's. Levi's 501 button fly jeans was my gene. I lived in those things. Forever. I did not bring them with me over 20 years ago when I moved to Malaysia. They were pretty gone by then. And here in Malaysia, the price of Levi's jeans is unbelievable. They are so expensive. I cannot afford them. They are unbelievably expensive. Same Levi's, same great quality. I... Can't tell you bad stuff about Levi's. I can't tell you here in Malaysia. It ain't going on this boy's butt, cause there is no way I'm forking out the kind of money they're asking for. Levi's still make the five hundred one button flies. I'd love to own a pair, but not this guy. Uh-uh. Anyway, how about seventy-six thousand USD for a pair of Levi's? It's happened. Levi's jeans from the eight. 1800s, with I might add a very racist slogan, recently sold at auction for 76,000 USD. They are hailed as the holy grail of vintage denim collecting. A well-worn pair of 19th-century Levi's jeans, sold at auction for 76,000 USD. Kyle Hopper. He's a 23-year-old vintage clothing collector from San Diego. Snapped up the rare jeans dating from the 1880s at the Durango Vintage Festivus Auction in New Mexico, October 1st, just about two weeks ago. Secondhand jeans hailed as the holy grail of vintage denim collecting. They were found inside this... What a backstory. This alone adds... Double triples the value of the jeans. They were found inside an abandoned mine shaft several years ago and believed to be one of the oldest known Levi's from that era. The antique pants are complete with a vile racist label, which was very characteristic of the time. Take a look. This is them. Look at the condition. These are great. If you're listening on the podcast, check out the link in our show notes. Or... Watch our video on Rumble.com. But take a look. These things are really in fantastic shape. A pair of Levi's from the Gold Rush era, still speckled with candle wax, sold at auction in New Mexico. The label, printed on the interior of the pocket, declares, The only kind made by white labor. Whoa, a racially charged slogan that was used by the Levi Company during the time of pervasive anti-Chinese discrimination in the U.S. Take a look at that. Look at that. That is in 1880 jeans. Wow. Unbe- and look at the back. Look at the butt on these things. One pocket, too, by the way. Notice that? I don't know if the other one's missing or it just had one pocket. It's got the little adjustment strap on the top. That is insane. Still covered in specks of wax from candles used by prospectors who were searching for gold in the narrow tunnels. There has been in the past, there you go, there has been uh, other old jeans found in mine shafts, but usually they were so badly worn or disintegrated that they really weren't worth a whole lot. This pair apparently is actually wearable. I wouldn't suggest it, but that's how good a condition these things are actually in. They are actually wearable. $76,000 in USD. Wow. (laughs) Unbelievable. By the way, I just saw before I came on the air tonight, the ringgit. The ringgit to USD is 4.7. Something like 4.7. It's absolutely unbelievable. 4.7. Can you imagine that? Crazy. All right. I got one more, but I don't quite know how to... uh, Hang on. Let me see if I can get this paused. Okay. It's going to be kind of screwed up. So bear with me, okay? I hope you can see... Yeah, you can see it. Okay. This is, the, this is our last story before we get into Bambi. We always end with some weird or good news thing. This is the fastest dog alive. 40 miles an hour. 40 miles... Can somebody tell me what that is in kilometers per hour? Put it in the chat. This dog... That looks like a greyhound, but that is the most muscular greyhound I've ever seen. You gotta watch fast. Cause this dog moves. Take a look at this. Links in our show notes, podcast listeners, by the way. Watch this dog move. Forty miles an hour, the fastest dog on the planet. Take a look. Watch. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the way it it's, look at the way it moves. That is insane. Wow. Absolutely insane. You got to check that video out. Share it with your friends. Share it on your social media. It's it's incredible. Wow. And uh, that's from Karen Soudry. Uh, It's a public post, so we're not sharing any secrets out of school. But uh, wow. 40 miles an hour. Fastest dog on the planet. That is nuts. (laughs) oh man i'm telling you uh-oh what did i just close i have no idea hold on give me a half a second here reopen zero click okay we don't need that one and we don't need that one okay sorry housekeeping live on the air okay all right you ready i'm ready let's get over to our book shall we uh, we read classic books on this show. It's the last part of the show. We do this. I've uh, been doing it almost from the very beginning of our live streams. This is show number 276. Wow. We're coming up on 300 shows. Holy crap. Uh, thank you, by the way, for all those of you who like and subscribe and follow. I uh, really appreciate that. Whether you're watching over on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or ultimately our main channel rumble.com and uh, our numbers on rumble have been going crazy thank you so much for all the likes and clicks and watches and uh, please do subscribe over there on rumble it's free just look for the jay sheldon show or jay sheldon you'll see our logo it's that logo Uh, except i think it's in purple and uh, click subscribe and thank you all right It is time to move on to Bambi. We are up to chapter five in this amazing story, the original German version, which was written by Felix Salton. And uh, it's pretty much followed uh, the Disney movie so far as we've gotten through the book. We're on chapter five, and here we go. Time went by. Bambi went through many new experiences. It sometimes even made him dizzy, having so many things to learn. Now he knows how to listen, not just hear what's happening nearby, so close that it forces itself into your ears. No, there's certainly no art in that. Now he can listen properly and with understanding to anything that happens, however gently it moves and he can listen to every fine rustling that the wind brings in. He knows, for instance, that there's a pheasant running through the undergrowth. He recognizes quite exactly that gentle scurrying that continually stops and starts again. He can even recognize the mice in the woods from the sound they make as they run to and fro, from the little journeys they make then there are the moles who rush round in circles making a rustling noise under the elder bushes when they're in a good mood he knows the brash clear call of the falcons and listens to it as it changes to an angry tone when a hawk or an eagle comes close that makes them cross because they fear their territory might be taken from them He knows the sound of the woodland pigeons as they flap their wings, the lovely distant swish of the ducks as they flap their wings, and many, many other sounds. He's slowly learning to understand things by his sense of smell. He will soon understand them as well as his mother. He can understand what he's smelling as soon as he draws a breath. Oh, that's clover. "'That's Rowan,' he thinks when the wind is blowing in from the meadow. "'He can smell when his friend the hare is outdoors. "'I can tell that very well. "'Also, in among all the smells of leaves, soil, herbs, and wild onions, "'he can tell when the polecat is going past "'by putting his nose to the ground and testing it thoroughly. "'He can tell the fox has been here. "'He might notice that somewhere nearby,' There are his relatives, Auntie Enna, with the children. He's now completely at ease with the night, no longer feels such a great longing to go and run about in the light of the day. Now he's happy to spend his days laying in the little shady space in the undergrowth with his mother. He hears the heat of the air, and he sleeps. Now and then wakes up, listens, and smells, which is the proper thing to do. Everything is as it should be. There are only the little tits who would sometimes chatter with each other, the midges in the grass who almost are never able to stay quiet among themselves, and the wood pigeons never stop proclaiming their gentleness and do so with enthusiasm. What does all that matter to Bambi? And he goes to sleep. Now, He's very fond of the night. Everything is gay. Everything is moving. You also, of course, have to be careful in the nighttime. But you have less to worry about, and you can go anywhere you want to. And everywhere you go, you come across people you know, and they, too, will be more carefree than they are at other times. In the night, the forest is solemn and silent, There are voices to be heard, but just a few of them. And in all this stillness, they seem loud. They sound different from the daytime voices, and they have more effect. Bambi enjoyed hearing the owl. She's so dignified as she flies perfectly silent, perfectly effortless. A butterfly is quiet just because of her size, but the owl... The owl is so immense, and her face so imposing, so determined, full of so much thought, her eyes so majestic. Bambi admires her firm gaze with its quiet courage. He enjoys listening when she talked with his mother one time or with anyone else. He stands slightly to one side, a little afraid of that imperious gaze he admires so much. He doesn't understand much of the clever things, she says, but he does know they are clever, and that enchants him, fills him with admiration for the owl. The owl begins her song. Ha-ah, ha-ha-ha, ha-ah, she sings. It sounds different from the song of the thrush, the golden oriole, different from the friendly motive of the cuckoo, But Bambi loves the song of the owl because he feels a secretive earnestness in it, an indescribable cleverness and a majestic melancholy. Then the tawny owl is there again, a charming little lad, dignified, faithful, and more inquisitive than most. He always wants to stir up a fuss. Oik, oik, he calls in a voice that is shrill, terrifying, and very piercing. It sounds as if his life were in danger, but he's a cheerful character, and it delights him when he startles someone. Oik! he shouts so loudly that it alarms everyone in the wood within a half hour's distance. But then he has a gentle cooing laugh, just for himself, and you can only hear it if you're right next to him. Bambi realized the tawny owl is pleased when he startles someone or if somebody thinks something awful is happening to him. And ever since, whenever the tawny owl is nearby, he rushes to him and asks, Has something happened to you? Or he might sigh and say, Oh, you really startled me. And then the owl feels very satisfied. Yes, yes, he says with a laugh. It's quite a distressing sound, isn't it? He puffs up his feathers so he looks like a soft gray ball and looks very charming. A couple of times, there was even thunder and lightning, both day and night. The first time, it was by day, and Bambi felt how he became afraid when in his leafy bedroom in the woods, it became darker and darker. It seemed to him the night had fallen down from the sky in the middle of the day. And then, as the storm roared its way through the woods, so the mute trees began to groan loudly, Bambi shook with fear. And as the lightning lit up the sky and the thunder roared, Bambi went mad with the horror of it, and though the world, as though the world were about to be torn to pieces, he ran behind his mother, who was slightly unsettled, who had jumped to her feet and was walking to and fro in the thicket. He was unable to think, unable to understand. The rain burst down with an angry gush. Everyone had hidden himself away. The wood seemed empty, and there was nowhere to flee. Even in the thickest undergrowth, you were whipped by the water as it rushed through. But the lightning stopped flashing. It's Fiery beams no longer flamed their way through the tops of the trees. The thunder moved away, and there was only a distant rumble to be heard before it was entirely silent. And now the rain began to get gentler. Its broad patter could be heard everywhere, but powerfully for another hour. The forest stood breathing deeply in the still air and allowed itself to be soaked. No one now was afraid to stand in the open. That feeling was gone, washed away by the rain. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight. We will pick it up again as Bambi and his mother go back to the meadow after the storm. All right. I love this book. I'm loving it. Hope you are, too. All right. If you want to, by the way, if you want to get the very beginning, go back four or five different streams, check it out. You'll see, by the way, down on our thumbnail, way down here in the corner, no matter what weird headline it has in the picture and my picture down there and stuff, over here in the corner, you will see it says plus plus. And the name of the book that we're reading. So if you look through the thumbnails and you see plus Bambi, 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 you go to the very first time that appears, that's the beginning of the book. There you go. little insider secret for you if you want to just listen to the books. They're all there, all the way back to the very beginning. All right, folks, thanks so much for popping by and uh, enjoyed having your company today. Be sure you like, follow, subscribe. It's all free, and it really helps the show a lot. I will see you again on Monday night, 10 o'clock Malaysian time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.